Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Everybody, welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We are live in New York City. It is Tuesday, November 16th. My name is Rachel Bonetta, alongside P. Shregs, KB, and he is a former Seattle Seahawk, Texas Longhorn, and Green Beret in the U.S. Army. Nate Boyer, what's going on, fellas? Let's go. How you feeling? How we doing? We're doing good. Yeah? We're doing good. Yeah, it was a good weekend. Okay. Yeah. We had a good NFL action. We got a good Monday night. That's too bad, didn't we? Right? Boy, last night was pretty crazy. Let's talk about it. Time for the lead block. Time for the lead block. All right, so guys, the Rams are 7-3. and three. They've lost two in a row. It's been bad losses. Let's hear from Sean McVay after the Rams' second loss. Let's see if he's mad or if uh, maybe he put, puts a positive on it. I choose to believe that these last couple weeks are not who we are. Um, I refuse to believe that even though, you know what, uh, you're only as good as your last game. These last two weeks have certainly been humbling. We're going to figure this thing out, and we're going to come back freaking swinging. I promise you that, all right, uh, these last seven games of the regular season. Ooh, Rams have their bye week coming up, but apparently they're coming back freaking swinging. How concerning is last night's loss for the Rams? I, I don't think it's that concerning. Okay. Just, just looking at what's it's happening across the board in the league. All right. Every good team is going through this, you know, mm-hmm. at some point. And they got a bye week. If you told them before the season, all right, those first 10 games, we're going to finish 7-3, and three, you know, they're going to take that every day. And, of course, you're at 7-1. and one, You don't want to finish 7-3 mm-hmm. and three, uh, going into the bye week. But at the same time, like, you look at where you're at, you move forward. I think he shows zero panic in that interview. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's not, it's not like he knows something that we don't know. But, yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Same with the Bucks. You know, mm-hmm. they lost two straight. I'm, I feel that same Can't way. Can't get there yet. Yeah, I just, like, it's still early. We still have seven or eight more games. Uh, depending on where you're at in your schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I, I think no no cause for concern. Nate, you're new to the show. You're not doing the TV thing. You're supposed <laughs> what is to, it? You're this supposed is outrageous! To, you're supposed to ring the alarm on any time a team, like when the Cowboys lost to the Broncos last week, I came on and was like, I think that we've saw the real Cowboys. And then I get 
Yeah. Yeah, but I don't want to get God. I know. Oh. You know what I mean? What do you mean? I, I do think I do think there is a little reason for concern with the Rams, though, because it's now two weeks in a row of Stafford throwing bad interceptions. And that's what gives me because they'll hang with anybody, but you can't give the ball away. And say what you want about the Jared Goff era, they would not put the game on Jared Goff's arm. They'd be like, we're gonna win it with our run game, our defense will carry the way. Goff just don't kill us. Stafford killed him the last two weeks. Now He's the better quarterback than Jared Goff. I have no doubt Stafford knows that he had two bad games, but these interceptions, they can't continue or they won't be winning these games. Interceptions like this to start a game, you put yourself in a 14-point hole, you're not going to win against the 49ers in their building if they do that the way they run the ball. So two weeks in a row, I mean, this is last week. This stuff is a little concerning because there isn't this great track record of, yes, but, you know, Stafford does this and then, always in the end finds a way and he always pulls it out at the end. No, Stafford at the Lions, they didn't just pull it out at the end. So it's a really good time for a bye. It's a really good fork in the road. Matthew Stafford, LA Rams, what do you want to be? Those interceptions, those are not going to be acceptable come January and maybe February, which is what their goal is. The honeymoon sure. phase is worn off. It sure has. Mm-hmm. For real. And now they yeah. got to go to relationship therapy yeah. and figure this out. Maybe so. That's a good analogy. And like, I don't know why at some point we just decided the Rams were going to the Super Bowl. It was decided. And, like, Peter, you're on the right track. We don't go far enough. Like, everything's the Lions' fault with Stafford. That's the reason he doesn't have five Super Bowls and he's not a first ballot MVP. Just ask everybody. Stafford is unimpeachable, the perfect talent, the perfect teammate, perfect everything. Let's play small time right now. I don't know. Hasn't been in a lot of big games. And here's the problem. So last week they lose to the Titans, and McVay comes out and he finally says, this is not who we are. I refuse to admit, believe this is who, not who we are. This is not us. This is not us. Okay. You come out again and get stomped. This is not who... Yes, it is. And teams take on the identity of their city. So do the Rams. Interesting. The Rams are very famous and soft. They are a Tinseltown special. Lot of celebrities. Lot of headlines. I live in LA, but okay. Okay, well, listen. (laughs) You you, you got a Green Beret at home, all right? I don't know if anybody on the Rams can have that kind of credibility, okay? Good players. Don't get me wrong. Aaron Donald's been through the battles. It's fine. This is a soft team right now. Wow. And they're, they got a lot of famous people, and there's lots of glitter and lots of Twitter, glitter and Twitter. That should be the slogan of their team. <laughs> glitter and Twitter. I just don't see any hitters. Right, how about that? Mm. That's the slogan right now. So we gave you the Super Bowl, and uh, I don't, that team out there hasn't beaten anybody. And that quarterback out there has never beaten anybody. So very negative, very, very uh, down on you guys right now. But, like, Sean, I, I love you. Like, what else are we supposed to say? Because you know what we can't say? This isn't us. Yes, it is. Wow, I love that. Uh, You know what I was reminded of last night? You know, there's so much hype about OBJ going, and everyone's kind of looking at him. Is he, you know, hate to say it, like the cancer on the sideline? There's more than one OBJ on this sideline. What do you you mean? And it's Jalen Ramsey. We saw the little temper tantrum that happened last night. And, Nate, I want to ask you this. Not Not implying that you've had some big personalities on your teams in your career, but, you know, it's one thing to have one guy do things like this. And then if you have two guys, maybe two two losses strung together back-to-back is not that big of a deal. But when you have guys like this in the locker room, it must make a bigger impact to the guys that they're around. Like, this this sucks to see. Mm-hmm. You know what? Your, your, your core guys have got to squash this. Your core leaders, I should say, in the locker room. You know, the, the Andrew Whitworths and, you know, the guys that everyone looks up to. They've, they've been around. They've got to have those conversations. They're mm-hmm. tough conversations to have. I mean, you know. I spent five minutes in the league, but I was with the Seahawks, and I was with the Seahawks when they were at their peak, and they had all the personalities, from mm-hmm. Marshawn to Richard Sherman to everybody. And you know what? Like, 
there people get hot, people people lose their temper, mm -hmm. people freak out, and cameras are always on you, and like those things happen. But at the same time, there was always a good balance of like the guys in the locker room who squash the beef. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's like you got to duke it out. You got to you got to you sure. got to do what you need to do mm -hmm. um, to 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 quell all that drama. But uh, yeah, you just you need those guys to be like, look, look at where we're at. We're okay. We're fine. Like, yes, it's not going great right now, but like we got to yeah, we got to bounce back. Do you know who that guy has been for them for many many years? Whitworth's great, obviously. Yeah. You know, Robert Woods is that guy. Mm. He wears the C on the jersey, and there's mm. a reason that he's the captain. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think on Friday night when he goes down with the injury, people are like. Yeah, okay, but like, look at Cup's numbers, and yeah, they just got sure. Odell, but like, Robert Woods brings so much more to that team, so I think it's, someone's going to have to step up and be right, a leader, right. yeah. especially with all these new guys coming together in this super team feel, like, there needs to be some sort of chemistry, there needs to be someone to be like, hey, super team, that's great, I've been here since day one. Yeah. And we're going to be a different squad than what we were last. And it's also one thing to have those minor freakouts. Like, you know, ever, we were talking about passion before. That's what we love to see in a football. But these two have a history of being mm -hmm. kind of dramatic. And also, I think that corny throw that we were talking about showed us a lot, actually, of what is already the dynamic in the locker room. Like, why are you throwing it to You mean OBJ? the long interception no, at the, the beginning? The corny interception that we were talking about. Why, why is that happening? Mm -hmm. OBJ, I feel like... This happened with the Browns. Mm -hmm. uh, this exact same thing happened with the Browns. These quarterbacks, I feel like, pressure mm -hmm. to get to him because he's such a star. There's mm -hmm. Twinkle and mm -hmm. Twitter and whatever you were talking about. I, I, I don't want to be too spicy, but it, we're in the overreaction business. Talk I think it. that this is going to be a difficult mm -hmm. rest of the year for them. It seemed transparent to me that there was a conversation with McVeigh and with Stafford. Who Odell, we're going to get the Odell ball early. Literally the first play they throw it to him on an obviously designed play to get the ball. And then a couple snaps later, Stafford, out of character, just throws it as far as he can at the double coverage. Like, Wild. And the problem is, Cooper Cup was amazing last night. He had prolific stats, as he always does, and they got destroyed. So, like, they need Odell. It's yeah. not a luxury anymore. Like, it is an absolute building block, which I don't know if they can win without him because of the Woods injury. It's and not I, a luxury. And I would say after a week of, look, the Rams just get who they want, Von Miller, Odell Beckham, they're so great. I think the rest of the league probably liked watching them getting their teeth uh -huh. kicked in last night, too. Ooh. They need this bye week. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Even after two losses, you hate having two losses and then not going able to not being able to get back out there and get a win and get that yeah. out of your system mm -hmm. but they need this bye week does he pull a Tom Brady after this bye week though let's see what I don't that. know uh, let's go over to Tom Pelissero let's check in on a couple teams in the NFC uh, playoff picture when will Cam Newton be back as the Panthers starting quarterback and how long will the Packers be without their Pro Bowl running back Aaron Jones Rachel, Panthers coach Matt Rule not committing just yet to Cam Newton getting the start on Sunday against Washington. However, Rule said that Cam will get the majority of first-team reps this week in practice. That is a pretty strong indication that Cam Newton will be out there against his old coach, Ron Rivera, his former teammate, Taylor Heineke, and it makes sense. The Panthers are not paying Cam $6 million with upside for half a season to sit on the bench. No, as Rule put it, we brought Cam here to play. Just a lot different playing nine snaps as Cam did last week against Arizona and playing 70 or so snaps an entire game. They still got to ramp him up, his knowledge of the offense, get him enough reps. If they don't feel like he's ready to go, Rule said it would be P.J. Walker getting the start again. Meanwhile, the Packers appear to have dodged the bullet with their star running back, Aaron Jones. Our Ian Rappaport reported on Monday that Jones suffered just a mild MCL sprain, expected to miss one to two weeks. That means you'll get a lot of A.J. Dillon this week against the Vikings. Next week, the Packers host the Rams, and then they have their bye, which appears to be coming at a good time as Green Bay rests and heals up for the stretch run. Rachel? 
All right, thanks, Tom. Tom's got some style. He yeah, does. Tom's great. Dapper. Tom's got some... Dapper. Dapper. That's a madman right there. Some wicked style. <laughs> I'll take it. We in or we out. Here's how it works. I'm going to say a statement, and then my co-hosts are going to tell me whether they agree or disagree. Get it? You're in, you're out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, here it is. The Packers won in week 10 despite having no Jair Alexander, no Zadarius Smith, no Robert Tunyon, and they lost Aaron Jones early on with an MCL sprain. The Titans, however, beat the Saints with no Derrick Henry, no Julio Jones, and if you look at the conferences, both of them sit atop their respective ones at 8-2. and two. So here's the statement. We in or we out? The Packers have overcome more setbacks in their path to 8-2 and two than the Titans. Kyle. Step right up. Peter, I'm going way in on this. I'm going, I'm in on the Packers of Overcome More. It's been a weird thing. We thought the Titans were just going to fall apart, right? Like, we just mm-hmm. thought that Derrick Henry was the entire team. They haven't. So either Derrick Henry is not the demigod we thought, or the Titans have the best coaching staff of all time. <laughs> the Packers, uh, Devontae, no problem, win our biggest game of the year. Obviously, the injuries you mentioned. And also, like, their quarterback has been annihilated and has his reputation and his legacy called into question and tarnished in some people's eyes. We got Howard Stern saying he should be thrown out of the league. Yeah. Uh, agree with him or not, Aaron Rodgers, like that is an, an attack on his, uh, between his ears, on his, his ego, <laughs> on his everything. And that is a lot to overcome. Whereas Ryan Tannehill's being hyped and I'm carrying the team after, after Derrick Henry. So in an odd roundabout way that has some injury issues and then some really heavy social issues, yes. I actually think it's the Packers. What do you think, Rachel? I am all the way in with you as well. There's been, there's been so much drama with this team as of late, the COVID, the injuries, the da-da-da-da-da. We're, I totally forgot that Aaron Rodgers almost didn't play this year. He was in no. Hawaii. He right. was almost out on a pier playing guitar for some coins, okay? We've all forgotten about that because that's how much this team has dealt with this season, he almost hosted Jeopardy. It was a whole entire situation that not only the coaching staff had to deal with, but the team had to mm-hmm, deal with. Mm-hmm. I feel like Aaron Rodgers has really put his teammates through the ringer mm-hmm. this year. Come on. <laughs> hey, what do you got? I'm, I'm, I'm out. Okay. Uh, I just think it's more impressive what the Titans are doing right now. I mean, two weeks oh. in a row, and Derrick Henry is – I'm sorry. It's Derrick Henry. He is yeah. – Two years ago, I was like, I still don't really believe in this guy. I don't know. He just, you know, he's tall. He's got the, the chicken legs. And he just <laughs> he's not, he's runs upright. I'm totally like, no way, it. no way. He is unreal. He's like, I mean, a lot of people thought that about Lamar Jackson before, mm-hmm. you know, he did what Lamar does. Yeah. And, you know, it just impresses me so much. And once he was gone, I was like, there's no way. There's no way going to go to L.A. and win that game. Sure. There's just no way. Then they lose Julio. And I'm just like, nah. Yeah. It's just it's going to crumble. And, and it hasn't. So, I think it's more impressive. I mean, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is a Super Bowl champ. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? He's been there. He's, he's been tested at, yeah. the, at, the, at the highest level. And, yeah, they are definitely overcoming a lot. Uh-huh. I will give you that. But I just don't think I'm out. I don't think it's okay. more impressive when the Titans, okay. the Titans are overcoming. Mm. I think it's good. There's I wasn't couple, sure they were going to recover from week one. I honestly thought the Cardinals coming in and winning 38-13 to 13 in yeah. Tennessee was like, all right, Tennessee, and we'll see. You next. The Chandler Bye-bye. Jones game? They bounce back. Both teams have overcome a lot. We'll see. <laughs> Super Bowl picks. I don't think anyone had Packers Titans, but right now I still like don't. You still don't. I mean, that's it. That's fair. Um, all right, let's go to the second question here. Okay, we're going to be talking a lot about Cam Newton's return to the Panthers all week long. As you heard from Tom Pelissero earlier in the show, might be starting next week against Washington. But for the purpose of our game, let's see that touchdown run one more time. With sound. There we go. Buckle up, people. And maybe listen to the celebration oh. as well. 
I mean, it's as good as it gets when you have Cam Newton back to handle this goal line package. We signed with the Panthers on Thursday. Just three days ago, McCaffrey split out wide to the right. Newton takes the snap, and he is in for a Panthers touchdown. It's something. It is something. <laughs> it is still great. We've seen it so a thousand odd. times since Sunday, and it's the pitch of the voice. It's the message. It's the fact that they actually used him in that package. Yeah. And yet, uh-huh. is it better than this celebration that we got a few weeks ago by another former MVP? Rodgers snaps it quick. Pressure coming. Scrambles to his right. Pumps and runs. Aaron Rodgers is inside the pylon. Touchdown, Packers. I still own you. I'm back. I I, so many eyes. We knew we out. Cam Newton's I'm back celebration. More memorable than Aaron Rodgers' I own you celebration against the Bears. Kyle, start with you. Uh, I'm out. I think the Rodgers is more memorable. And I'm just so glad that he did it in his own voice and didn't speak in <laughs> If he had done like, I still own you all my life, like Cam did. No, uh, Aaron Rodgers is speaking to the last 12, 15 years. This will come up in Aaron Rodgers' Hall of Fame speech. Yes. The Bears thing. This will be mentioned. There will be jokes about it. This is part of the Aaron Rodgers uh, Oscars uh, package that they will play when he is done. Cam, this is like a fun little thing where he sounded really weird and came back for who knows what. This uh, this Aaron Rodgers thing. And by the way, he was right. There was no argument. He does own them. I think it's Rodgers and a runaway. I'm with uh, you. On this one, I feel like Cam has an I'm back moment every time he speaks. Every time there's a camera in front of him, he has this memorable moment that we all talk about the next day. Aaron Rodgers, I feel like, do you guys remember, I think, was it last season or was it this season? When he, maybe it was a rushing touchdown as well, where he did the little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was against yeah, the Bucks. Yeah. The hump thing? Yes, Last yes. Year the, the two Bucks. pumps. And then they lost, and yes. it was a really bad game, right? Terrible I feel game. like he kind of learned his lesson, and he doesn't do those moments anymore. This was, I, you just don't see these kinds of things out yeah. of Aaron Rodgers, and that's what makes them so memorable and why people love to talk about it. I think it. you're on to something. So I think Cam's was 100% fun. planned. I think Aaron's was spontaneous. Yes. I think he took that hit at the pylon, looked up and saw middle fingers, and just started screaming at the Bears fans, which made me feel like it was more organic. Well, as as sports fans, also, we love when that kind of comes out. Like, yeah. with Cam, we're just like, Honesty. okay, you, had this, you probably said this in the mirror this morning. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, with Aaron, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. just like a moment of passion, Great call. Great which is call. what we love. But this is America. We love cringy stuff. We <laughs> do. I think That's it'll be more true. memorable Welcome because of that. It'll That's keep true. coming up. And every time he's not back, when something happens, they'll play the clip. You know, yes. the I'm back. Oh, you're back? You're back? Yeah, yeah. you're right. It's so know. much different when you listen to it. I think Aaron Rodgers is, is uh, cooler. You know, uh-huh. definitely cooler. But more memorable. Because of the the cringe factor, uh-huh. uh, I'm going to say no. I'm okay. Gonna say that, I'm going to say that. Yeah. And I think Aaron's got a lot of these. Uh-huh. I, I think he does. He's got a lot of good sound bites in the in the. Of course, I guess Cam does as well. I, I would be sentimental on Cam for one second. Yeah, right? you, we probably should. Let's yeah. just let's just think about out of the league. Mm-hmm. On the on the couch, yeah. gets called in, meets with his owner who told him a couple years ago, we have no use for you. The coach who told him, we're going to move on from you, gets back, and then in his first play, scores a touchdown yeah, and cool. gets to scream, I'm back with his helmet off. 
Might be a little more memorable. Pretty yeah. awesome. Might be pretty. He said he was like literally eating cereal the other day. I know. That's what not, he mentioned. Not uh, being. I think know. he's still eating cereal though. He yeah. might be. I, cereal's great. Cereal's you can eat it awesome. anytime. Oh, yeah. It kind of reminds me of the Lee Britney alone guy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at it, it's very compelling. But then when you hear it, ah! <laughs> Leave Cam alone. That guy alone. was right, by the way. He was. That guy was right. Chris Crocker is his name. <laughs> we now welcome back to the show a man who has. Three Super Bowl championships as the vice president of player personnel with the New England Patriots. He worked for the Chiefs, worked for the Falcons, and now he works with us. He's our friend Scott Pioli. Scott, welcome back to Good Morning. Hey, Scott. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to everybody. Yeah, happy Tuesday indeed, especially out there in the Bay this morning where their season just got reignited Mm. with a blowout victory over the Rams. We were talking about this in the segment earlier, but you had a tweet Last night that we wanted to run in right here. Let's take a look at this tweet that you had uh, in the evening here. I said last week when everyone was raving about the Rams trading away all their draft capital, it better work. Well, the Rams' record against teams with a winning record is this year is 1-2. Combined record they have against their seven wins now is 21-42-1. All right, coming off that shell-shocking loss last night, this tweet was there. And a lot of people right now are reanalyzing what they thought of the Rams going into this game. Scott, where, where do we stand with L.A., and how do you see it from right now from your vantage point? You know, I'm not a buyer yet, Peter, but I said this last week, and I said it last week on tape heads. Those numbers that I put out there were just the same figures, and the same, but the same numbers, but a week earlier. So to me, I had looked at this team. When they played a good team, again, they were only one and two against teams with a winning record. And I'm seeing all the excitement that these signings and the trade and then that they garner. But the reality is this. When you are building a football team, your job isn't to just collect talent. It's to build a football team. Because in the end, football teams win championships. So you're not always looking for the best players. You're looking for the right 53 players in order to build a roster that has the right chemistry, that can work together to win a championship. That is the responsibility of the leadership. And right now, what we're seeing is a team that doesn't have a lot of cohesiveness and isn't playing well together. Now... There's still enough time, a lot of time left in the NFL season for them to take this bye week and then start working together. But right now, I'm simply not a buyer on how they've built this football team. Strong take, Scott. And I think after the Niners, I think the real winner last night might have been the Buccaneers because no one's piling on them anymore because it's all about the Rams. But the world champs have lost two straight games. Now, we remember when they re-signed all their starters and Bruce Arians on the mic, you ain't going nowhere. It was great. They had this automatic trip to the Super Bowl. They were just streamlined to repeat. Think back on your expectations for them, Scott, before the season began. What did you have your eye on then? And then and how are things shaking out the way you might be surprised by their going? You know, Kyle, having been a part of a team that was pretty good and had a repeat championship, I know this. When you want to repeat You can't be as good as you were the year before. You have to be much better because you're all of a sudden the target. And I really understand exactly what the Buccaneers did because there's this emotional attachment to the players that helped you get to the promised land to help you win a championship. But as they kept signing some of those veteran players, I was looking at some of the players and their age and how that team was being built. One of the gifts that the Buccaneers had last year was they were extremely healthy, and that allowed them to stay consistent and keep continuity, not only with their offensive line, but their whole team. But right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the highest number of players on their 53-man roster that are 30 years old and older. 
So to me, one of the things that comes with that is a completely different management by the coach, by the trainers, by the football team, because there's players that are going to have to be managed differently and given time off. Then we look at some of the players that are that plus 30, JPP, Ron, AB. Last week, Richard Sherman, who was recently signed, pulls a calf muscle in pregame. So you're looking at a team where age may start to become a factor in the second half of the season as they try to pursue a second championship. Scott, Nate Boyer here. Uh, good to meet you, brother. Uh, yesterday, we talked about the Patriots and whether, whether or not they're the scariest team in the AFC. What do you think the biggest factor in the team's success is this season? You know, Nate, I see a couple of things that are big factors. To me, the primary one and the most obvious one is the fact that Mac Jones is developing quickly. But not only is he developing as a player, he's developing chemistry and respect from his teammates very quickly. That's point number one. Point number two is their toughness and their physicality. They are going out and just smashing teams in the mouth. This last weekend was supposed to be a street fight between the Cleveland Browns and the New England Patriots. The Patriots went out and had three drives of over 90 yards. They also went into the game on offense. Over half of the time, or right about half the time, they were there in two backs, two tight ends, or six offensive linemen. And they, again, just punched the Cleveland Browns in the mouth. But to me, the most important thing that the Patriots do is they know exactly who they are and who they aren't. Again, one of the most important things that coaches can do is accentuate the positive and limit the limitations. The Patriots are always very clear, not only with themselves as coaches, but with their football team. And they always tell their players, hey, know who you are. This is what we're going to do. We're not going to try to do something that you aren't. And that will help us win the game. Again, accentuate the positive, limit the limitations. Mm. KB, when I point to you, can you just say back in like the highest your voice can go? Sure. Scott, Cam Newton announced he was back <laughs> after his rushing touchdown in week 10. <laughs> Head coach Matt Rule said the plan is to get the most of Cam, uh, get Cam most of the first team reps to put him in the best position to start in week 11. When you were with the Falcons, you saw Cam Newton in his prime. How much faith do you have yeah. in Cam's ability to lead the Panthers to success going forward? Yeah, Rachel, I was there for five seasons during his prime, and as an opponent, it wasn't pretty because he was fantastic as a player. But right now, I'm not sure what kind of player Cam is. What we talk about with him is he's going to have a tremendous work ethic. He's going to be there every day. He's going to do what he needs to do. He's going to be inspiring. He's going to lead his football team. But the biggest question for Cam is going to be, how is his body going to help hold up? This is a very, very violent game and Cam's body has a lot of mileage on it because he's played so passionately he's played so all out to me I think he's going to inspire this football team he's going to lead this football team but once again how is his body going to hold up during this stretch and that's been the one thing that's held him back the last several years We'll see. I mean, there's a chance he starts this weekend and then the Panthers mm. are all in basically with Cam Newton as their quarterback from there on out. Scott, it's so good having you. Thanks for your candor. And obviously, thanks for coming on our show and giving us your insight. Thanks, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. 
See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. <laughs> We'd seen some clunkers this year. Clunky halves, clunky game against Cincinnati. This was bad. It bounces off the crossbar, and it's good! Oh, oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Did that just happen, Greg? You work too hard to come out and play like this. When you see your players give all that they have, and, uh, and you lose that way, it's tough. You know, you don't want that for them. Folks, today I want to say something. I want to say something to the Detroit Lions. Dim the lights, play my music, please. <laughs> no one else is here, okay? It's just, it's just us. It's a safe space. It is November. Everybody's already counted you out. And I'm here to tell you, don't listen to those losers. You've lost a lot. Who cares? You know who else has lost a lot? Martin Scorsese, mm. Susan Lucci, mm-hmm. France. <laughs> and guess what? They kept going until they got a W. Maybe not France. You know what I have loved this season? Your passion. These are real tears. Your coach is crying. Dan Campbell knows you're better than this. All of Detroit knows that you are better than this. Sunday was the dawn of something, something powerful. A little something I like to call hope. Can I get an amen? Amen! You were 0-8 going into this game against the Steelers. Now, 
You're 0-8-1. Mm-hmm. The tie. The almighty tie. You know what a tie does to a winless team? I actually forgot to check with research, so let me get back to you on that later in the show. Jared Goff, my man, you showed us true grit against the Rams a few weeks ago. I know that little guy is still in there. Celebrate the small victories here. You're not going 0-17. Uh-uh, that's done. You're going to get a win eventually. Tears, please. A little quicker next time. Thank you. Sorry. Okay. Oh, you didn't even open them. I, I, I do what I oh my god! Okay, can I get a type? Can I get a type? <laughs> Go on in. She wants a type. Don't do it for us, the media. What do we know? Do it for yourselves. Do it for Detroit. Go out and get yourselves a win. Just not week eleven against the Browns. Thank you. Three, one, three. You know what? It's just that emo- this emotion uh-huh. in this team. Do you guys feel that? Oh yeah. After this time? Yeah. I feel the emotion coming from you. Well, are, are you how are lot. you doing? Are you okay? I just a little caught a little dusty. Are you all right? I just like overcome with emotion on Dan Campbell. Did you love that from Dan I Campbell did. that he cried? I well, I liked it when he cried, and then they lost by like 40 points the next week. So I didn't <laughs> love that. But I would say this: you're wearing a brown sweatshirt, and as a Browns fan. You have been through this before. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's what I was channeling, Trey. Maybe guidance? that's what I was channeling. What would be your guidance to Lions fans who are looking down the barrel of a you-know-what, seeing possibly zero at the end of the season as far as wins go? Can I get another type, please? Go on, go on. Another one. <laughs> get even tighter. Even go tighter. Through the eyeball only. <laughs> you also have to get Just the lip. You have to get the lip. Quivering quiver. lip. <laughs> you know, I always say, hang on, because it's worth it. The turnaround, let me tell you, I'm not experiencing it right now with the Browns, but the turnaround I know is going to be worth it. See, hang tough, Lions fans. You hang tough. That's good. That's That's it. You hang tough. That's exactly right, Bonetta. Come on, take a seat. The healing will start. I am just feeling really Did you use the whole bottle? About half. (laughs) About half, people. Um, she mentioned the toughness of Jared Goff in there at one point, right? Like, he did show it. The, the, I know that there's a lot of self-loathing amongst the Lions fans about Jared Goff, but he has been tough in spots. That was the grittiest I think we've seen this team against the Rams. Obviously, there was a lot of riding on it with mm-hmm. him, and it was an emotional experience. Mm-hmm. We're doing schedule guy. Here we go. Oh, so forget, we're, we're, we're forgetting about this next week, okay? The Brown, This is a big bounce-back spot for the Browns. Sorry. Find the not, this, uh, maybe watch the speech the week after. I that see one. two wins. Do you see two wins Nate, for lunch? Nate knows his one says two. Which mm-hmm. two do you see? I Call him out, Nate. I see a little back-to-back action. Wow, they get hot. <laughs> they get hot. They get hot. hot. They beat the Browns. I'm sorry, Rachel. Uh-huh. And they okay. beat the Bears. Did you and the Browns and Bears. And that's it. So they're going to go on a three-week uh, lossless streak. Then, that's good. Right? And they had the bye before that, so that's over a month. I will say this. They're on Thanksgiving against the Bears. Entire country watching. Would it not be great for Dan Campbell and the Lions to rally around uh-huh. one singular cause, and that is victory, getting one for the folks of the fine city of Detroit? This is where Nate Burleson usually would be sitting in that seat. It would go into a two-minute monologue about yeah. the people of Detroit. And the factories. Through yes. and the factories. Really would tap into that automotive plant yes, mentality. Yes, sure. A lot of that. <laughs> I just feel like the Lions Thanksgiving... That's when they usually they shine. On. I've okay. seen Mike McMahon win games. Let's I know. Go. Sure, sure. The, is, is there an empathy from you, Benetta, in the sense of what Peter's asking? Have, the Browns went through that journey without a win. Would part of you like to see 
the Lions get that win. Just don't have to go through what you guys did. I would like to see them get that win. Just not <laughs> not against Cleveland. The Browns. No. Moving on past that. Yeah, absolutely. I personally, you know, I, I think a lot of people look down on it, but I love that Dan Campbell was like really emo- This is a guy that loves this team I'm right and this city uh-huh. and really feels obviously very strongly about this team. And I, I really hope that they get that dub. It's, it's the youngest team in the NFL, too. It is. They've got a long future. Yeah. yeah. I liked the way you called for your music and your lighting change, too. Just snap <laughs> those so fingers. Much. That's what you do. I'm a performer, baby. Hey, now. Hey, everybody. We're having so much fun here on a Tuesday and Good Morning Football, and it's time to check out the Power Rankings by Dan Hansis ahead of Week 11. Every single week we do this according to a theme from the weakest to the strongest, maybe. Uh, we have Rachel here this week, and we're celebrating everything Canadian, so let's do it with the theme of Canadian music. Okay. Let's start off in the Brian Adams division. Bought his first real six-string and a five-and-dime. Here we go. The Texans down at 32. The Jets. God, they were hot for a second. 31. Lions, Jacksonville, and up the left side, Dolphins, Falcons, Washington football team, and the Bears, who are back this weekend after a bye. Next, let's go to the Alanis Morissette division. Nice. I haven't watched the documentary, Peter, have you? I have not, nor yeah. have I seen the Broadway show, which is no. really great. All right, well, the Niners uh, put on a Broadway show last night in their home stadium. They won there on the left. Steelers, Panthers, Raiders. Eagles coming off a win, Seahawks, ugh, tough. And then the Broncos, all kinds of things going on with them. And Peter says the Giants are going to make a run in the hot stretch. Let's find out. As we go to the Drake division, oh, I guess his, I like that. Is that two? Is that a good know, spot? I like all right, that. I'm trying not to commit blasphemy here. On the left, the Rams after the loss and the Ravens after a loss, rounding out the top 10. Chargers after a loss, Browns after a loss, Kansas, what is going on? And then the Saints, everybody's losing, except for the Vikings. But let's get, finally, to the Rush division, the Holy Triumvirate. Should Rush have been above Drake, Rachel? I don't know. I don't listen to Snow should have been was, number one. Snow. In what was his name? What was the name of the album, Peter? Was it Snow? 12 Inches Of was the name of it. Subtle. Uh, the Packers are the best team in the NFL, according to Dan Hansis. And then the Titans. Hell yes, Dan. Cowboys, Cardinals, Bills, Bucks, Chiefs. Patriots, all the way up in a Patriot Act, Patriot Act. Uh, now let's bring in the man behind the power, our Getty Lee, the front man Woo! of the segment. What's up, Dan? That is like the third time that the name of that Snow album has come up in this hit for me. And also, don't forget about, <laughs> don't forget about Arcade, Arcade Fire, Fire, one of the Ooh. great indie rock bands of the 2000s. Yes, Canada is good. So is Rachel Benenda. Hi, Rachel. It really is. Arcade Fire. That was Bonetta on a centipede machine maybe about 10 years ago. Uh, The Rams came up short in their primetime performance against the 49ers uh, Monday Night Football. Dan, the Rams got hammered. They lost by three touchdowns. What stood out to you most in the power ranking sense of the Rams offense in that loss? Yeah, I'm not panicking. I'm not saying the Rams are a team that's about to go up in flames here, but it did stand out to me that Kyle Shanahan's mastery over Sean McVay is kind of a thing. I think he's beat him six straight times. And of course, you know, all the all the hype around the Odell move, uh, which was an upgrade over to Sean Jackson. I'll, I'll give them that the Von Miller move. Uh, but ultimately, we didn't get any payoff there so far. So the loss of Robert Woods, I think, really jumped out to me. Uh, and that is something to keep an eye on. He was missing in that game. Uh, Matt Stafford, he's this guy. A lot of drops. Mm. Danny boy, Danny boy, taking a look at your article here. You use some pretty harsh words to describe this Browns team after their loss to the Patriots. Tell us why you think we need to start believing the Browns are showing us who they really are. And also, how dare you? <laughs> I was going to say, are you tearing up my power rankings or are you just mad about the Browns? Because don't hit out at me at a certain point. The Browns, if they're going to tell us who they are, we, we have to believe them. And I just think Cleveland is an inconsistent team. 
that are going to look great one week and look terrible the next. And they've been unable to really build any momentum this season. So with the Rams, I'm not worried. With the Browns, I am. And this is the same guy, me, who thought they were about to go on a run that would have them, everyone talking about them as the best team in the AFC going into December. Then you go to New England and get 40, beat 45-7. Your quarterback gets hurt. Of course, Nick Chubb, you need him on the field, but they shouldn't get blown out of the building if they're a true contender, and that's what happened. Not a good look. Sorry. Dan, I took my medicine yesterday. I predicted the Falcons would beat the Cowboys straight up, and then they lost by 40. Cowboys are coming off that victory feeling pretty good, and I got to say, Mahomes is also looking pretty good. Now we got this Cowboys-Chiefs game, which suddenly is like the game of the year. As you look at this one, who do you give the advantage to? Chiefs offense or the suddenly resurgent Cowboys D? Yeah, I'm going to give it to the Chiefs Shrags because, uh, I don't know, like you, I'm sure, and everyone else, we, we love Patrick Mahomes' game so much. We love what we've seen from the Chiefs as a historical entity over the last three or four years that we've kept waiting for them to snap out of it. So when they do what they did on Sunday night, you kind of get the feeling, okay, they're going to take off now. So I'm going to, that's the camp I'm in, that the Chiefs are about to get scorching hot. Uh, but at the same time, this has been a team like the Browns uh, that every time you kind of think they've turned the corner, they'll take a step back. So this is a really good matchup. Trayvon Diggs is kind of a fascinating guy in the mix here because he's a turnover playmaking machine and the Chiefs have been turnover machines, but Trayvon Diggs gets burned a lot too. So I think the game might come down to whether Diggs has a good Diggs game or a bad Diggs game. <laughs> I dig that. Yay. Nice. Dan, uh, we discussed whether the Patriots were the scariest team in the AFC. But according to your article, you think it's actually the Titans, who have won big of late, of course, with missing some pieces. But tell us what aspect of the game led you to make that statement. What makes them so freaking scary, man? <laughs> well, I guess, I don't know, it's, it's kind of basic, but they just keep winning. They just keep winning and they do it because they have they have some juice to them right now. And you see what they're doing, uh, these wins where they're getting some breaks, they're getting some big stops on defense, the defensive line. And in general, the pass rush has been such a big difference between this year's team and the last couple of years teams. If they had this defensive front, this type of activity the last couple of years, they might have been a Super Bowl team. They didn't. Now they don't have Derrick Henry, but he could come back. So I kind of look at them when you look at that scary Titans if Derrick Henry comes back and looks like himself in January and you add him to this defense and Ryan Tannehill-led offense, yes, I think this is a Super Bowl team. Right now, it's just keeping their head above water, and I think they've done more than that over the past month and a half. Dan, always addressing the elephant in the room. Be sure to check out NFL Power Rankings presented by Energizer every Tuesday at NFL.com. Dan, you know how to push the fans' buttons, sometimes even the hardest button to button. We'll see you next week. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. 
But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Cool does that look? I love it. And you get to have a say. What I mean is have a say in this year's Pro Bowl vote. It's presented by Panini Trading Cards. The Pro Bowl returns to the field this season, and you decide who makes it. What you do is you cast your vote to make sure your favorite players earn their spot on the roster at the 2022 Pro Bowl, presented by Verizon. Text, text PVVOTE to 635-635 for more info on how to vote. Let's do a quick round the table right here. Who would we vote for to go to a Pro Bowl right now, Peter? Debo Samuel is my Pro Bowl receiver. He might be a first-team All-Pro the way he's playing. I love it. Nate Boyer? Lionheart. DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift. I like that one. Rachel? Owner of my heart, Nick Chubb. Nick, Nick Chubb. Chubb is so good. And I'll throw one out for Austin Eckler, who I think is always incredible and he's scrappy in the charges. We'll find out what happens for him. But in the meantime, Will Selva on the West Coast with the news. Pretty cool scene there at that Levi Stadium last night, huh, Will? I would absolutely agree. And Debo Samuel went off. That is P. Schrag's guy. And with good reason, the guy is practically pacing or outpacing Jerry Rice. So he's having a memorable season, to be sure. And we have to talk about Robert Hunt because I feel like we haven't talked about him enough. Uh, This Dolphins tackle was absolutely fantastic when it came to the most memorable play from Week 10. Of course, he won angry runs for this week, even though it didn't count. Either way, he did win it. But really, truly, the main storyline from the Dolphins went over the Ravens is Tua coming off the bench and guiding the Finns to a win. Well, obviously, the Dolphins have seen 
things that they've liked out of Tua enough to have him start against the Jets in Week 11. He didn't start against Baltimore due to a finger injury, but coming on in relief of an injured Jacoby Brissett, Tunga Bailoa completing 8 of 13 passes for 158 yards in the 22-10 win Thursday night. The Washington football team getting some devastating news as second-year defensive end Chase Young is lost for the rest of the season with a torn ACL suffered in Sunday's win over the Buccaneers. Washington also without fellow pass rusher Montez Sweat will miss at least two more weeks with a broken jaw. The Steelers getting some positive news on the injury front when it comes to pass rusher T.J. Watt. NFL Network insider Ian Rapport is reporting an MRI to Watt's injured hip and knee showed there is little, if any, structural damage. Watt might be able to play this week. In fact, against the Chargers, Pittsburgh also placing safety make up Fitzpatrick on the reserve COVID-19 list. And this past Sunday, the Cardinals, along with the Pat Tillman Foundation and the USO, officially handing off a Pat Tillman jersey that had been proudly displayed at Bagram Airfield in Afghanistan since 2005. With the airbase recently closing, the USO transferring the jersey to the Pat Tillman Foundation in Arizona. Now, since its formation, the Pat Tillman Foundation has provided more than 750 scholarships to Tillman scholars, many of whom likely saw that jersey hanging in Afghanistan. Rachel, guys? Thank you so much. The NFL Salute to Service mission is a part of the league's year-round effort to honor, empower, and connect our nation's service members, veterans, and their families. You can learn about the NFL's work with its long-standing military and veteran nonprofit partners by visiting NFL.com slash salute. It takes all of us to honor our military, including our new friend, Nate Boyer, who we are lucky enough to have on the show with us today and this week. We're Nate, so lucky. Uh, we are. I consider myself, yes. I've really enjoyed spending time with you. Nate, we know you proudly served our country. Tell us about your decision to join the army and how it's impacted your life i mean it impacted my life it still impacts my life in a great way and and it's really cool to be here you know in one of the world trade center buildings and right outside ground zero which it had, it had a big impact on me i was 20 years old when it happened you know and, and all of us remember where we were how it affected us but i didn't have a lot going in my life to be completely honest and didn't feel purpose direction um didn't know if me being around really mattered you know, the world would keep spinning the same way without me, and, and that's not a good feeling. You know, everybody that's felt that, we, we listened to Solomon Thomas talking about that earlier, like that, that's tough. And I didn't join right away after 9-11, uh, ended up doing some uh, relief work over in the Darfur region of Sudan in Africa, and it was there that I gained my patriotism, really, and like the people that just wanted to hear about America and, and were so enamored with the fact that someone would leave there to go to a place like that and go help, um, it just made me feel this pride and like these people were worth fighting for. And that's what sort of drew me to the military. And then I found out about the Army Special Forces, the Green Berets, and the motto, De Oppresso Liber, which means to free the oppressed. It just spoke to me like nothing ever had in my entire life. And I knew that's what I had to do. And so I signed up. I, <laughs> I came back. Uh, I was 23 years old at the time and didn't know much about the military, you know. Uh, didn't know much about what I was getting into, but I had that passion and I knew I was not going to quit. Like if it didn't work out, I would go somewhere great. I'd still get to serve my country in, a, in another amazing unit. Um, but uh, yeah, I sort of had that mindset. And man, the Army, 
it, it shaped me in so many ways. And it's all about the people around you. It was all about the other men and women that were willing to sacrifice so much and taught me so much in that leadership. Um, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm proud that I was able to just be a part of that, a part of that team. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. How did it, how did it prepare you for football? Once you got into football, there's got to be incredible parallels there. What was that relationship like? I think it was just the confidence that it gave me because I never played football growing up. I mean, right. my first time setting foot on a field was at 29 years old, and and I'm not a great athlete. Like I'm a decent athlete, um, definitely work hard and all that, but uh, I never would have had the audacity to think that I could even make the team mm-hmm. at, at a place like uh, University of Texas, much less find a way on the field through you know, long snapping, which I didn't even know what it was when I, sure. when I first went to school. Um, but I was willing to take that thankless job because those are, <laughs> those are things we do in the military. Yeah. We're all good with that. Um, but yeah, so it took me, taught, taught me that, I guess that, that element of humility, but also just this belief that I could do anything. Like I can really do anything. And, you know, that was my American dream to, to go back and at least try to do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and honestly, to, to pursue that for the guys and girls that didn't make it back, you know, the ones that continued to inspire us so much. And, and me every day, my best friend Brad uh, passed away several years ago. And, you know, he still is a voice in my head every day in, in the decisions that I make. And, um, yeah, but that was, that was something like if I didn't join the military, there's no way I ever would have tried mm-hmm. to play college mm-hmm. football. I know the work that you do as well as Jay Glazer and so many others in the MVP organization. Do you mind taking a second just to let the viewers know what MVP is and the work that you guys do now with not only retired NFL players, but also so many veterans coming back for more? Absolutely. Yeah. MVP stands for Merging Vets and Players. And, and what we're doing is we're bringing combat vets and former professional athletes together. And we're helping them find purpose, identity, that locker room again when the uniform comes off. I mean, the number one thing you hear from athletes and from vets about what they miss the most, it's the guys. You know? mm-hmm. It's the brotherhood, the camaraderie. Whether it's camouflage or a jersey, like, you just miss that. I mean, of course, the purpose and what you're doing and um, you know, the, the, the high stakes and obviously not comparing a battlefield to a ball field, very different places, but those feelings, those emotions... Um, that connection and, and mission, that's all very similar. And then the loss of that is very similar too and feeling like you'll never be great again and like your best days are over. You're in your 20s or 30s and that's it. That's a hard thing mm-hmm. to deal with and to face. And, and, you know, we don't want anybody to ever have to do that alone. I know when I got done, when I got cut with the, by the Seahawks. It was not on my terms. I mean, it just happened. And, and it's all good. I was grateful for the opportunity. But I had gotten out of the military a year before that. So I, I wasn't ready for not having that team, you know what I mean? Not having that locker room or something else to sort of chase. And so it was sort of a scary time. I thought about joining the military again. And Jay was like, no, don't do that. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's talk about what you got going on right now. Cause there's a lot of former players and, and vets going through the same thing and let's help them yeah. moving forward. That's what I love about you. I actually, my partner worked with Nate on Indivisible about a year ago and I just heard nonstop stories about what an incredible person you are, the conversations that you were starting and I think it's really cool that uh, even after all the service that you've done for this country that you still continue to do that. I appreciate so. that. Pete's a great Thank guy. That's <laughs> my guy, Pete. He's a good uh, dude. Thank you so much for your service, Nate. Really awesome, man. Hey, you so I appreciate you guys. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. 
There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen, so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com.